is going on, everybody? Welcome back or welcome to the Jappy Jaws podcast. I am your hostess with the mostest, the jappiest of some, if not of them all, Lindsay Moraskin with yet, you guessed it, another episode of the Jappy Jaws podcast. Guys, another week, another kind of angel sign. It is the 18th episode of the second season and this is coming out on November 18th. Now, if that's not telling you any type of like cool voodoo type shit is going on, manifestations are coming true, then I don't know what will. Now, you also might be asking, Lindsay, why do you sound so um, calm and lower toned? Well, you see, since all this construction that I've told you all about all over my Instagram stories and on um, the podcast last week, my dungeon, my basement, my safe place has become a storage unit. So it's a little bit more difficult for me to get down there to record at the moment, but don't you worry, we will be back in action in two weeks. Now, you're probably wondering, wait, two weeks? Next week is freaking Thanksgiving. I cannot believe the holidays have literally crept on us as swiftly as it did, as quickly as it did. So much has been going on in the media and in everybody's lives. I feel like things are kind of back to normal with COVID and everything like that. I'm hoping at least. I feel like we blinked and the holidays were here. So obviously Thanksgiving lands on a Thursday and I want you all to enjoy your Thanksgiving thirsty Thursdays and spend it with your families and I want to spend it with mine and my friends. No episode next week, but the following week, we will be back in action. Now, before we go on with today's episode, please make sure that you are following us, aka myself, on Instagram at JappyJaws, J-A-P-P-Y-J-A-W-S, as well as my personal account at Lindsay Anya, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-Y-A-N-Y-A-A, and make sure that you are heading on over to wherever you're listening to me from, Apple, Spotify, you name it, I'm on it. Make sure that you are liking, reviewing, subscribing, rating, and putting that notification bell on so you are notified every single time there is a brand new spank an episode of Jappy Jaws. I also feel so weird because I feel like everyone in my house is like listening to me more than normal because in the dungeon basement, it's like more secluded, but my room is like all out for show. I wanted to talk about Bachelorette very quickly, and I know that I always say that, but truly, I honestly don't really want to give an update. I think that this week we saw a lot of vulnerability, but at the same time, like it's the same thing that's happening over and over again. There's drama, and then it gets nipped in the butt, and that person gets sent home. There really wasn't anything that really sparked too great of a conversation for me, aside from Martin's weird comments and the weird one-on-one date with Nate and Chris jumping in. I also think we're in Bachelor, Bachelorette overload. I don't know, like we've just had so much back to back to back. And I think obviously after the year of not having it, it seems as if that's something that was needed, but I need a break. And I'm kind of like, I don't want to say I'm over and that I'm not enjoying it. It kind of feels like more of a chore. So I think I want to leave it up to you guys to let me know what you've been thinking of this season, who you think of those guys are going to end up in paradise. And if you think Clayton is going to end up being a good bachelor, but this this week, I'm just not feeling it, but I will tell you what I'm feeling. So the other day, Peacock TV finally dropped the first three episodes of the Ultimate Girls Trip with a bunch of the Real Housewives, Ramona, Luann, both from New York City, Kyle Richards from Beverly Hills, Cynthia and Kenya from Atlanta, and Teresa and Melissa from our favorite, New Jersey. And I believe the rest of the episodes are getting released today. I had to, had to, had to jump on this trend. Way back in the day, I used to be so much more of a devoted Real Housewives follower. I've always followed along with Jersey. I fell off the bandwagon. I literally remember in middle school, like every night there was some franchise for me to watch. I remember the beginning of everything. Truly the prime time. I remember my parents were so embarrassed because at my bat mitzvah, my rabbi was like listing off things that I liked to do and enjoyed and was listing off a bunch of the Real Housewives franchise. And my parents are sitting there like, oh my God, this is not happening. But you know what? I think it created me for who I am today. Anywho, I was really excited because I thought this was such a great idea. Bravo, Andy Cohen and everyone to do. I'm not really sure why it's on Peacock. I'm not really sure if it's like something to do with promoting streaming services. Whatever it may be, it's definitely an interesting concept. I'm telling you, even if you've never watched any of the New York, Beverly Hills, Atlanta, or Jersey franchises, this is something that you do not want to miss. I think it's very interesting to see how these women play out together. I think it's very interesting to see how production on its own or how these women act with other people and how they put people in to pick people in different lights. Ramona makes me want to freaking throw a rock at her head. I think people at Jersey think Teresa is really like this airhead type woman, which I've never thought, but she looks so much more sophisticated and so much more well put together than they make her out to be on her show. I'm very excited for this weekend because I'm going to be indulging 
all of the rest of the episodes that the Ultimate Girls Trip has to offer. But until I give another formal update about that, I am so excited for today's episode. But before we really dive into Mackenzie Wilburn, I think it's time for, you guessed it, the drinking game. So for those of you that are new here or need a quick little refresher every week, I like to implement a little drinking game. But this week, it's going to be a little different considering I know my girl, Mackenzie, is also a big coffee drinker. So instead of promoting alcohol, because I'm sure Thanksgiving Eve, Thanksgiving, there's going to be plenty for you to have. So it's good to give your liver a rest for now. So whenever you hear my guest or myself mention any topic, word, or phrase, for those of you that need that quick little reminder, you are inclined to take a nice little sip of coffee, an espresso martini, whatever it may be. And this week, whenever you hear authenticity and organic, I want you to get caffeinated and hydrated, I guess. Let me know how that goes for you. Also, if you do want to drink, if you do want to have some water, go for it. But just a little fun to add to this week's episode. I had the best time chatting with Mackenzie. She is truly such a Southern belle, and I cannot thank her enough for taking the time to not only talk about content creation, but how she's navigated her whole relationship and how wedding planning is going, because I really don't know too many people getting married, and I think that a lot of people always talk and dream about getting married and being with the love their life and you just can generally feel how authentic and organic and drink up and real her love with her fiance Darian is and she's just such a sweetheart I'm so excited for you guys to hear all that she has to say so without further ado here is Miss Mackenzie Wilburn so for those of you that don't know whenever I'm working or I have some downtime YouTube is truly my guilty pleasure. I watch vlogs upon vlogs. I try to find fashion inspiration. I try to learn how to do the next like best hairstyle. I'm not very good at it, but like it's still fun to watch. And I am joined today with one of my favorite YouTubers who I've discovered this last year, Mackenzie Wilburn. Hi, how are you? Hello, I am so good. How are you? It's so great to finally meet you. We were just chatting about geography of like North and South Carolina. I learned quite a lot in like such a short amount of time. Same. I did too. I, <laughs> I was asking her about towns that like the only few that I know. And she's like, I've never even heard of that. I'm like, I guess it's a made up town then, especially if you're originally from there. But I, I obviously know a little bit about you, but why don't you tell everybody where you're from, what you do and how you kind of got your start into YouTube and social media? Yes, of course. So I am Mackenzie Wilburn. I um, am a full-time content creator, influencer, whatever you want to call it. People get so upset when you say influencer, but I'm just not one of those people. I don't care. That's yeah. basically what I am. So yeah. I don't get offended. I started doing YouTube about a year ago, a little bit over a year. And I kind of just got into it. One of my friends was telling me that I just have the personality to just be in front of a camera, which I've known pretty much my whole life. But I just didn't think that my life was interesting enough. I feel like everyone thinks that, that their life isn't interesting enough. But yeah, she's just like, I think you should just start doing game day vlogs, start just showing a little bit about your life. And I started doing it and it kind of just took off from there. I really enjoy it. And it's just something that I think comes really organically to me and has just grown a lot over the past year. So I feel really grateful for that. I love that you said that like it kind of just came to you and you kind of just rolled with it because sometimes when you talk to YouTubers or you watch some videos, always just have one specific niche that they follow. Like they only do tutorials. They only do vlogs. Like you give like really a taste of everything. So how did you kind of figure out like, okay, I like doing vlogs about game days, but I like doing shorter videos about like different fashion trends and everything like that. Yeah, I think people get really obsessed with views yeah. and which is fine. It's a part of your job if this is your job. But for me, I just want it to always be something that I genuinely love doing. And so I just do whatever I want to do that week. So whether that's like a Q&A or a Princess Polly Hall, or I'm just vlogging about what I'm doing that week, or it's a game day, whatever it is, that's what I do. I know people are really obsessed with the game day vlogs so yeah. I try I try to do those as much as possible but at the end of the day like if I don't want to do that I'm just not going to do it but I I really love doing all different kinds of things so it kind of works out you said that your friend was like oh you have like such the style for it was that like your actual push to do it or what was like your waking up moment where you're like all right I'm just gonna do it and I'm gonna press upload I really don't know what it was I I think it's fate I don't know. Yeah. I, there, there was no part of me that was like, this is going to go well. I just kind of <laughs> like, I think there's nothing I could lose from it. People might judge me, whatever, wanted to take a chance, thought I might be able to like it. And I knew that if I didn't like it or it ended up being lame, I could just stop doing it. So I think just the fact that I really had nothing to lose that I was just like, 
why not? Why not just do it? You never know till you try, right? <laughs> exactly. And then, so obviously like there are so many different influencers, YouTubers out there. Are there any specific that you follow that really inspire you to create the content that you create? Claudia. God, what is her last name? Ashley? It's Billy. No, Claudia. I think it's Glowinski. He is dating Billy Eilish's brother. Oh, so okay. I, like, yes. Explain it. Okay. Um, and she just has such a beautiful aesthetic to her YouTube videos. Um, and so I watched those for inspiration. And then there's this girl named Ellie Thuman. We follow each other on Instagram. And I just think that she is beautiful. And I feel like me and Ellie would be really good friends. <laughs> like she loves coffee. She's just very organic on her Instagram and like her TikTok and YouTube and all of that. She's very creative. Um, so those two people, I would say, I, I get some inspiration from as well as just like I think they're beautiful people. Um, you also just reminded me because I was watching a few of your vlogs earlier and I was like, she really goes to Starbucks every single day. And I was like, me too, because every day on my stories, <laughs> I'm like, wow, like I should really try something new. And like, I just don't. But when you go to Starbucks, I feel like you, it depends on your season of what you get. Yeah, no, I do. I do switch it up a good bit right now though. Oh, the pumpkin cream. You're a pumpkin through. girl. It has a chokehold on me. The thing is, <laughs> is I don't even know if I'm necessarily a pumpkin girl because pumpkin flavored things makes me gag. Really? I don't know what it, yeah, I just don't know what it is about that drink that has a legitimate chokehold over my life and my days because I want one like three times a day and they're going to go away in like three weeks. So I have to get over it. It's funny you say that because I'm the opposite. Like I rather pumpkin flavored foods. Like I like pumpkin bread. I can, I don't mm -hmm. love pumpkin pie, but I'll eat it. But I hate pumpkin flavored coffee. See, throw a pumpkin pie in the trash on my behalf. <laughs> okay, they're not good. They're not good in my opinion. He's not but here yeah. for it. But even like pumpkin spice lattes, I'm not obsessed with. Guys, it's the cold brew. It's the cold brew. It's the cold it's brew. The foam. Like, please just get it and you'll and you'll understand. So when you don't get the pumpkin cream cold brew, whatever it is with the foam, what is your normal Starbucks drink? Okay, hold on, because this is kind of long. And I also have two different like ones that are like my staple. Give us them all. So my ice staple is ice chicken espresso with two pumps, venti, of course, two pumps venti. of caramel, almond milk, no classic. And if I'm really feeling annoying, I'll do blonde espresso shots instead of normal espresso shots. But if I'm like already embarrassed by the long order, I just leave it be. My hot one is a venti latte with two extra shots with almond milk one pump of vanilla one pump of caramel blonde espresso pulled ristretto is that one drink that's one drink and i'm yeah it's a lot how did you figure out to order that i would just try a bunch of different ones and a hot a hot drink to me is like it has to be either like perfect or I'm just getting iced. I can't. Gotcha. So that's like the perfect hot drink for me because I don't like super sweet and they put so much milk in their, in their lattes. Yeah. So if you put the extra shots in there, it just, it's perfect. I used to think I was annoying with my orders. Cause like, I'm so specific with like how many pumps or like light ice, but I feel like there are some people and like even people I've met that worked at Starbucks and they like go on forever about these long drinks. And I'm like, at that point, like, how do you even type that into a system? Like, how does someone know how to make that? You can kind of like tell in the way that they receive the order that they're not too thrilled about it. But I'm like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I know I'm annoying, but I'm not spending $7 on a drink that I'm not obsessed with. So also like you're giving them the money and the business period. Exactly. Period. But you said that you like a lot of espresso in your either hot or iced coffees. Are you a fan of espresso yes. martinis? I am. You are. This is recent though. This is okay. recent. I'm over 21, by the way, guys, um, <laughs> just for the, just for the viewers. But yes, this is a recent thing. I had one at, at dinner the other night. And by the other night, this was three months ago. I don't really know. I said the <laughs> I other night all the time server was like, Hey, I'm sorry for your weight. Like we're going to bring you these espresso martinis. And I was like, kind of gross, but okay. I drank it. And I was like, I'll never go back. Like, this is so good. And then I had one the actually the other night um, <laughs> at dinner. And I was like, yeah, this, this is going to be a drink for me. But yes, I, I love them. I've only had it like once or twice because I'm not a big vodka person. Like, that's just mm -hmm. not my drink. And like me either. I don't like martinis. Like some of my friends could really like fuck up a dry martini. I'm like, you're psychotic. But I tried it. I was like, OK, I understand the hype. I cannot express enough how much I hate martinis. I hate martinis, but 
I love espresso martinis. Yeah, it's it's disgusting to me. Whenever I, I had my first martini in St. Augustine, it was in my one of my St. Augustine vlogs. I ordered two different ones because I was like, maybe I ordered the wrong one. They are so strong and disgusting. I also hate vodka. So it's also I'm like hand sanitizer. Like I just Ugh, it does not do it. What is me. the point? Exactly. Yeah, I'm I, like, if I'm drinking, I want to enjoy what I'm drinking. And like me making like a squinty face, like as if I'm going to like spit it out is not me enjoying it. I agree with you 100%. Absolutely not. But let's get back to the content stuff. That's what we're really here for. Yes. So you started out on YouTube about a year ago. And then did you kind of go into the TikTok area after you started your YouTube channel? Or was it kind of hand in hand? Yes, it was definitely after the YouTube stuff. I would do YouTube or sorry, TikTok a little bit. But I just like wasn't good at making them and I didn't care. And I think I was trying too hard. And then um, a little bit after YouTube is when I really started doing TikToks. And then two of my friends have like a big following on TikTok. And so they would always use TikTok around me. And so I just kind of like started learning from them and just started posting for fun. And honestly, once I started to stop taking it so seriously is when I feel like people actually started enjoying my TikTok content. So yeah, it was definitely after after YouTube. If I had a dollar for every time someone told me the moment I stopped taking it so seriously was when I started enjoying it and started seeing something from it, I'd be a rich woman because oh, I know that is my problem. Everyone makes fun of me and I talk about it so much on the podcast. I am such a wannabe TikTok whore. It's disgusting. Like, <laughs> I think I'm so creative and I think I'm so funny, but I'm just not like I can keep up with trends. I could like figure something out. Like I'll have like, I guess not a hit. I've never made it like past 5,000 views. I enjoy it for myself, but obviously it's not everybody's like choice, but I think it's so interesting that everyone has had the same reaction that once you stop taking it so seriously, that's when you start seeing like, you know, traction and that you enjoy it more so yourself. Right. Right. I don't, I don't know what, why that is or what's with that, but yeah, it's true. Now, do you think it's harder to edit a TikTok video rather than editing a YouTube video? It's just so different. Like TikTok takes five minutes, YouTube takes eight hours. So it's yeah. it's just a different type of editing. I think they're probably equally as difficult. It just depends on the on the content and also the amount of time put into it is just so different. So so how do you keep up with creating consistent yet diverse content? You're always posting something different. You have your vlogs, you have like transition videos. How do you kind of keep it spicy and keeping it with what your audience likes? I don't think I think about that too much. I usually just like will scroll on TikTok, get inspiration and just kind of do whatever comes to my mind. And I mean, I don't copy anyone, but like different trends, I'll kind of be like, how can I twist that to be something that's organic for me? And then for YouTube, I think YouTube's a lot easier to stay diverse because I'm always doing different things like traveling to different places or hanging out with different people or just doing something different my week. So that's a little easier. I don't have to think too much about that. Um, it comes pretty naturally to be diverse with that. But again, I just try to do what I think is organic for me and not think too much of, is this going to get enough views? What are people going to think about this? Like, I just kind of try to stay away from that because that's when comparison starts coming in and you just stop enjoying stuff. And you've also gotten a chance to work with so many great brands, Princess Polly, Scentbird. You get so many different opportunities. Do you ever feel like you can't say no to those and like you don't really want to show those on your platforms? Yeah, it's it's tough finding a balance because I want people to enjoy my content. And I know that sometimes when I see ads, I'm just kind of like, Ugh, whatever. But I just think it's hard when you're not in it to see like this really is like my job, like this is how I make an income. So I wouldn't say it's necessarily hard to say no, but I've especially recently been trying to make sure it's as organic. I've used the word organic so many times in this podcast, but All good. Just, just like making sure that it's really true to me and my audience can tell when I'm doing something just because it's an ad or if like I genuinely love the product. And so you just said two things that I actually do love using like Scentbird, like their scents are actually amazing. And then Princess Polly, obviously. Everyone loves like, Princess the, Polly. Yeah. What? It's, it's the best boutique ever. So I've just been trying to stick to brands where I'm not just like, oh, just need a quick dollar. Like I really do try to stick to brands that I know I would use in real life, do use in real life, actually love. You said that Princess Polly and Semperd are some of your favorites. How do you like get approached by these different brands? I talk about this a lot with other people too, but I never really understood if it's you coming to them saying, hey, this is my following. 
like, I would love to work with you guys. Or if it's kind of them, like, Hey, we love you. We would love to do this with you. Yeah. So I have a manager recently, like within the past two, three months, she's the most amazing. Her name's Logan. And before I had her, they always would reach out to me. Um, some things for my wedding, I would reach out to people and be like, Hey, I'd love to collaborate for my wedding or whatever it was. But it was mostly brands reaching out to me just through my email and my uh, bio. And then now that I have a manager, she, she pitches me to certain brands as well. So it's a little bit of both. It's mostly people that just kind of see my content brands that see my content. And they're like, we think that this girl would be great to use. Um, so it's, it's, it's a little bit of both, but now that I have a manager, I do get, get pitched. So. so what is one brand that you've not yet worked with, but like, is your dream brand to collaborate with, to do anything for? That's a good question. Recently, I've really been loving Opali. I would love uh, to work with their brand, uh, just on like maybe creating like a line or even just like calls or clothes or whatever. And then Revolve is probably like my number one dream brand. I love Revolve. With being like a content creator and like being so involved with fashion, how have you seen your style and like the way you view certain brands like evolve over time? I think now whenever I am shopping, I I do have a dream of like having my own line one day where I am just making all the clothes. I think like that's kind of how I look at things now. I'm like, okay, would I like use this on my line or like, would I want to work with this brand? Or even when I see ads now, I'm like, I really want to work with this brand. So I kind of have more of like a work mindset whenever I'm shopping. It's a girl boss mentality right there. Exactly. <laughs> you got to get your bag and you got to keep it creative too. Honestly, like you always are showing your game day fits, runway ready. Your fashion sense is top notch. Aside from Princess Polly, what other brands do you shop at a lot? Do you shop at Zara? Do you shop at Brandy Melville? Like what are your like top three things in your shopping cart? This is Zara. So I do shop at Zara a little bit. Their website though is too much like uh, have you ever been to the Zara website it's funny you say that because I literally went on the Zara website today and I was like what the hell is this why is it so horrible I <laughs> it literally write them is. an email I want to write them an email and be like I can't shop online because your website is so confusing and so horrible so I would say Zara if they could get their life together but in person sure. Zara oh Polly I've been getting a lot of stuff from recently gosh I have so many different brands I want to like beginning boutique Princess Polly is just my number one. White Fox. Love yes. White Fox. Yeah, those are just those are just few. I'm sure I could go through my list and like read all the things. Oh, wait. What is that other one I'm obsessed with? Joa Brown. What Have is you that? ever heard of them? No. They are, they honestly are not very popular. Okay. Um, so I, I don't talk about them too much because I don't, you don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I want to gatekeep. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm, that's, I'm asking a lot of for a lot of Joe Brown for Christmas. Just visit their site. They're, it's so cute. With the fashion world, I am such a person, which like I shouldn't be one to talk because like it's not like I have an A1 fashion sense. But there are certain like trends and certain things that I am just really not a fan of on like anything. Personally, and this is so controversial, I hate bucket hats. I think they are so ugly. I don't think they look good. I, I like, I'm sorry if anyone likes it. But like, that is just something I cannot get on. What are some that you think are staple pieces? And what are some that you think have got to freaking go? Okay, staple pieces, turtlenecks. Okay. I know people are not going to agree with that. Or just high neck in general. Like a like, mock neck. Yes, this isn't a turtleneck. But just like the high neck, I think is super cute. Jewelry, love jewelry of all sorts. I think like a good high rise jean. I used to hate flare jeans. But since they've come back, I really... I really love it. And now I kind of hate skinny jeans, honestly. I, I hate stud earrings. Do I, you? Just on me. I don't hate it for other people. I don't. It's just on me. I don't like it. Chokers. I'm sorry. I, That's I like a 2016 don't. thing. No, I completely agree. I completely agree. They are very, they're past their time. Yeah, they have to go. What about on a guy? What do you hate that guys wear? Ew, there's so many things. There's so many things. <laughs> Whenever guys wear high rise socks with shoes that you're with not the sneaker yeah mm-hmm. I, I I cannot say that um yeah gag I really don't like a ton of patterns like this is such shade to my fiance because he just posted this checker shirt that he loves I don't know what it is about a checkered like anything it reminds me it has a weird I can't do it I really can't it's not cute to me not into it and then like 
weird designed jeans honestly jeans with any kind of weird design on them right. gotta go or super I'm really like tearing down men right now I couldn't think of anything for women that's like, easier oh, let me tell you um and then oh like bleached or design like it's just anything with jeans that are like too tight or have any kind of weird design on them got to go. So you on your TikTok and on your YouTube have always featured like some of the other girlfriends of the football players and that you create content with. Do you get any inspiration about fashion or how to create other videos that are similar to their style? Honestly, no, I think we're all kind of doing our own thing, which I think is good. We usually just do our own thing. Honestly, me and Mackenzie and Tiff, which are like my two best friends that their boyfriends also play. We have like all three very different style. I love their style and I think they like mine, but it's just <laughs> different. So yeah, I think we just kind of like to stick to, to our own little brand. For sure. I follow all you guys on TikTok. I love when you guys collab and I'm sure like, cause there's not many people like the three of you that have like that similar lifestyle of having boyfriends that are constantly on the road at practice. What's the best part of being able to create those friendships and to be able to hang out all the time and having them relate to you guys? Yeah, so many things. Being able to relate on the fact that like one, the what people say, like the hate that we get is yeah. pretty similar. Like if they lose or if or even if they win or they're cheating on you because they are football players or whatever it is, like being able to have people that relate to that. And then even aside from necessarily like football stuff, they both are content creators. So it's just nice to have people that get it. I don't have yeah. any other friends really that are uh, content creators, which is totally fine. But I think it's kind of hard to understand it or necessarily like want to do it if it isn't your thing. So just to have them there where I don't have to question if they like want to make a video or if they like want to be in the vlog or whatever it is. They're just very like, they're just always down to do whatever. So it's really convenient and just having their friendship on like game days and just in general, it's, it's really awesome. And then you mentioned how like you guys have related to the million and one comments that you guys have gotten, whether that be about your boyfriends, your like life or whatever. How do you deal with those hate the stupid comments because I feel like so many people get so consumed in like the negative area of it all that they forget that there are people that are like, Oh my God, I love your style. Oh my God. Like, thanks so much for sharing this. Like, how do you kind of handle the haters? Yeah. Luckily I think I see a lot more good than I do bad, but whenever I do see hateful comments, like I just remind myself that that's a reflection on them than it is me. And also most of it is just actually so untrue and random and you can just tell that they're trolls i honestly don't think about it i think one day if they really start getting to be more hate than it is like love i really would have to reevaluate that but right now i just think i see more love and usually when i do see hate comments they're so bizarre that i can't i don't care like it's usually so so random like this girl tagged me in this picture of girl that was had like huge teeth and like whatever people were being mean to her and she's like this looks exactly like Mackenzie what? I was like okay like it's just funny like it, it's just funny because I'm like I know that one I don't care two it doesn't look like it's just untrue it was just a, a mean video about something and it just gets to the point where I'm just like you really are just bored and yeah I'm, like how I bored are you yeah, I can't, I can't entertain it. So sometimes when I look in people's comments, like on anyone's videos, I don't normally, but like, if there's one that really sticks out, I'm like, you're just like a really mean person. Like you must be so like upset with your life that you feel like you need a comment on someone else's stuff to make yourself feel better. So I'll rarely go back at someone. I just feel like the people that are like the audience, they have like this, I guess, duty to uphold of like being a felt like a fan and be like, Hey, like stop saying that stuff. It's not nice. Yeah. I, I have some people that like will stick up for me or like when girls will flirt with Darian on like his, his TikToks and like, say like, you're so high, like blah, 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 whatever it is. People like, come after them i'm like it's, it's it's okay but they're he has a fiance so watch your mouth like get so mad like people get very protective it's, it's sweet i mean it's a form of flattery in that way i guess mm -hmm. you share a great amount of your life you're always vlogging you're always showing something different do you ever feel like you're sharing too much or do you try to keep certain things private that we don't get to see like how do you kind of create that balance yeah, I think people, because I do post regularly, think that I show like so much of my life, but there is so much that I, I don't show. I think with like 
certain people, I just know they either don't want to be filmed or they just live a really private life. And so I try to respect that as much as possible. I still have in my videos sometimes, but it's not like as much as I would someone else. So honestly, I think I have a pretty good balance right now of what I keep private and what I don't. And I definitely know different people in my life like to be on camera more than others. So I kind of make sure I'm respectful of that. But yeah, I think people have this assumption that I am always vlogging or I'm always has my phone out. But there's there's really so much that I don't show. People wouldn't know that obviously because the stuff I don't show, I don't show. So they won't know that they're not seeing it. Right. So um, I think I have a pretty good balance of that right now. Absolutely. So when you first started vlogging, when you were like, okay, like this is becoming a lot more serious than like I thought it could be. What was your family's reaction? What was your fiance's reaction? Were they like, okay, Mackenzie, like go do your thing? Or were they like, holy crap, like you're doing this? Yeah, that's a good question. I had a little bit of pushback from friends. I think my family was like kind of confused, but they were supportive. I just think that people have a concern with if I'm ever changing for the worse, which is really out of love. And I think that there was a time for me where I was getting really caught up in it. And if people would like ask me for a picture or notice me whenever I was out, I think it like got to my head a little bit. So I think just like having my friends keep me accountable was more what that was rather than like not being supportive. But now I think all my friends are really supportive. I don't really know anyone that's not. Uh, I think just at first they were like, you need to be careful because you're really signing up for a lot of attention your way. And I think being a content creator, it really can become all about you all the time really fast if you're not careful. And so just like making sure that my content is about other people, or I'm just not becoming self conceited or obsessed with myself or letting things get to my head and just like remaining really grateful and humble and just having friends that like back that is really helpful for that. Yeah, I think at first people were like, what are your intentions with this? Are you just trying to be famous? Are you just trying to whatever? But I think once they realize like this is something I genuinely love and like feel like I am gifted at like with editing and all of that, they were a lot more supportive. I think that's really interesting that you say that it happened earlier on rather than later down the road that people were holding you accountable because I feel like in the beginning stages for most people that are starting up in the content creation world, like they don't think of it. And then they reach that peak point and they get caught up and no one's there to bring them down. So I appreciate that you say that your friends early on were like, Hey, like you got to be a little bit more realistic. Yeah, definitely. I think my friends are just really loving and genuinely care about me, not just now, but like 10 years down the road. And they Mm -hmm. want me to be someone that I'm proud of. And they like care more about my character and who I am as a person than like how many followers I have or what success necessarily looks like. So it's very helpful. Absolutely. So with your content and with your YouTube and TikTok, what else do you want to create in the future as far as videos and as far as sharing with your subscribers? What do you want to see more from your platform in the next year? Yeah, I hope that I just am more authentic as the years go on and that people are attracted to my authenticity. I, Of course, I have goals like certain people that I would like to work with certain things that I want to achieve and say that I got to do or whatever milestones. But again, I know I just like say this a lot, but I'm just like, I try not to get too obsessed with numbers or what necessarily looks successful. I just yeah, it's too to, up. yeah, I just want to make content. I, I eventually want to have a fashion line. That's it. As far as like content in the next year, I just want to stay authentic and still love what I do and just film my life as it is and not try to make some like fake life more interesting. But I do want to talk about some wedding bells because you are recently a fiance from this past summer, correct? Yes. Congratulations. How does it feel to say fiance and not boyfriend? It's super weird. Sometimes I feel weird even saying fiance. And so I say boyfriend because it feels like I'm being a try hard, but I mean, Uh he's my fiance, so I'm not, but it's, it's just, it's beautiful. Honestly, I really just feel like God has blessed me a lot. And I just think as like milestones come in your life, you're just reminded how far you've come and like how far God has brought you. And so I just feel like it's a perfect example of the way that like God has blessed him and I. For sure. So for those of you that don't know, Mackenzie's fiance is a running back for Clemson. So how did you and Darren first meet to begin with? Like kind of a long story, but we... (laughs) 
long story short, I guess we met, we met through church, mutual friends through church. I have had a crush on him since like years before we met. Like the first time I saw him was at our summer camp. It was called Love Gauntlet. Sight. Yes, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't exist anymore, but I, I'm not even joking. I saw him and I was like, I, <laughs> I love this man. Like he is so cute. He loves God. What more can I ask for? And I didn't even know who he was yet. Yeah, he was just a big part of our church. And so was I. And so we ended up meeting and we were friends for a few years before we ever liked each other. So of course, I had a big crush on him. And I didn't tell anyone because everyone had a crush on him. He was like the popular boy. So I was like, ew, I don't care about him. Um, but secretly, I had the biggest crush on him. And he asked me on a date um, after I graduated high school. Okay, so how long have you guys been together officially? Four years and a few months. Oh my goodness. Good lucky four. I love the number four. That's one of my angel yeah. numbers. So oh. what was your first date like? He called me after Ed summer camp after my 12th grade year. Um, so after I graduated and was like, Hey, I really like you. I think you're cool. Do you want to go on a date? Are you busy tonight? And I was like, tonight. Um, yes no time to prepare no tonight and he lived two hours away at this time okay so I was like oh no I'm not busy at all meanwhile I had my whole day was booked I had so many things to do I was I already had like plans that night and I told him I'm not busy at all and so he's like okay perfect I'm picking you up at seven like be ready let me know send me your address whatever and I was like this man is bold. So he picked me up from one of our friend's house and we went to tacos, one of my favorite taco places called Cantina. And then we walked to get ice cream and then we walked to the state house because I lived in Columbia at this time. And we just talked for like hours and hours and hours. And it was definitely not one of those things where I was like, he's my husband after the first <laughs> date. Like I was just trying to be cool. It was very romantic. It was sweet. He had flowers for me. Um, oh. I, yeah, it was definitely a, a very sweet first date. So after you guys went on the first date, how quickly did it develop into boyfriend, girlfriend? So we went on our first date, July 30th and he became my boyfriend September 23rd. So that is a good amount of time. Yeah. So we waited like, we waited like two months. We had like some different kinks to work out. We, we were each other's like first real boyfriend girlfriend like we had like different flings and such before that but we just want to make sure we w really wanted to do it we didn't want to break each other's hearts and we just wanted to make sure we were doing the right thing and we had a lot to learn and so we weren't we weren't in a rush but I think it was it was like perfect when it comes to his football schedule because obviously like balancing relationship is hard enough but, but what he does is like pretty high in demand how do you guys make sure that you make that time for each other and be able to prioritize your relationship and deal with like him traveling so much and you doing YouTube how do you guys find that balance it's it's difficult I think different seasons it's more difficult right now he is getting his master's he has basically a job with the NIL where he does like what I do like different brands and whatnot and then he has football like he he probably works like 70 to 80 hour weeks and then me I have my own stuff going on I, it's not as intense but I uh we, we have different things going on so I think both of us just kind of had to sit down and be like okay we are taking one night of the week we're putting our phones away we're going on a date we're spending time together we're looking at each other we're having real conversation we're not talking about like content or like whatever we're this is just me and you and so thursdays have been our night to do that and then we usually talk like on sundays about what time during the week like would we have to hang out and sometimes on like a tuesday i'll go get coffee with him if he has an hour or whatever like you just if you want to do it, you make it work. And if it's not working, you just need to sit down and have a conversation about what needs to change. Because there was definitely a time, a little time there where we were like, okay, this is not working. Like we never see each other. We don't have real conversation. Like we mm -hmm. need to like make sure that we're prioritizing that. So. So what do you think is the key ingredient to a successful relationship? Because obviously you're getting married. I don't know when, but you're getting married relatively soon, I would assume. So yeah. what do you think is like the key factor that helps you guys at the end of the day, you know, get your love like as great as it is? Yeah, um, I'm getting married in April. Oh, my God. So um, soon. Yes. <laughs> yes. So it's not too far off. I'm really excited. Gosh, there's so much that goes into this. I would say my number one thing. I know that like not everybody has a relationship with God, but for him and I, like that is the glue. We always make sure that we're keeping God first and everything else kind of 
falls under that. And also just making sure we're communicating. Him and I both have like a very, very deep respect for each other. Like I respect him a lot. He respects me a lot. I think over the years, different at different times, we've both had to put our pride aside and make sure that we're like being the first to say sorry if we need to, or just making sure that like our pride isn't getting in the way of like having a healthy relationship, if that makes sense. I just think pride a lot of times will kill relationships where if the boy doesn't want to budge on something or the girl doesn't want to budge on something or whatever it is, like that can really kill relationships. But yeah, I I just say number one, him and I like really have a deep respect for each other. We value communication and just realness. I love that you mentioned the whole pride thing because I know it sounds cliche because I know it's a J. Cole song, but like pride is sometimes the devil and like it's hard for people, especially guys to swallow their pride and their ego and be the person to say, and I'm sure you guys have gone through this. There's nobody's perfect where it's like, okay, I have to say sorry, or I have to step up to the plate and like do something to make a certain situation. Right. So I really appreciate that. You're very transparent about the fact that like, you have to really prioritize and respect each other first before like jumping to any type of conclusion. Yeah, for sure. So I have a stupid question. So I don't, I, cause I don't know too many engaged people. Is this a question that you got often? Like when the day you were getting proposed to, did you know it was happening? No, I did not. Really? No. So we discussed like a timeline okay. of when it would make sense for us to get engaged. And we knew that before he stepped into a career that we would want to be engaged because that could maybe cause him to move somewhere. And I'm not right. going to have my man moving without me just made sense for the both of us where him and I felt like one, it was appropriate. We've been dating a long enough time. We knew that we wanted to be together forever. We were willing to like make that commitment to each other. And then also just like a timeline that would make sense. This is kind of the timeline that we came up with, but it really could have happened any time between like May and now, like it could have happened any time between then. So it ended up being in August. I did not know at all. I actually like I don't know if I've even spoken about this publicly. Um, I had COVID when we were oh, wow. supposed to get engaged. Oh, no. And, yeah, I didn't really want to tell the internet that because they always like get all on a frenzy about it. But I'm yeah. like, it doesn't matter. Anyway, I got COVID and it had to be canceled, the whole thing. And I ended up finding out <gasps> no about my, about my canceled one. And so I was like, I literally have no idea when he's going to do this. There's not another weekend literally from now until like the end of the season. Like I really have no idea. And so it ended up being on this random Tuesday. I thought it was just like a date night. The story's really long, but yeah, I, I wouldn't have made sense. My mom was in literally across the world in Maldives. Maldives. Yeah. So I was like, there's no way he would propose to me with my mom gone. He did. There's no way that he would propose on a Tuesday. He did. So yeah, I was very, very caught off guard. I I did not think it was going to be that night. It really made no sense. And like, I thought that my friends that were out of town were like out of town and everyone ended up being in town and it was, it was great. So it worked out well in your favor. It did. Have you ever seen the movie Bride Wars? No. Okay. It's with- I'm not a movie person. Honestly, if there's a movie you're going to watch, I have like two I would recommend. It's probably Bride Wars and She's the Man, my favorite movie of all time. But Bride Wars, what I imagine wedding planning to be like is Bride Wars. So what has the process been like? Has it been everything you've dreamed of? Or are you like, oh my God, I never thought I had to think like this? Yeah, it's different than what I thought, but it's not bad because my wedding planner, her name is Tori with uh, Pathera Events, y'all. Angel. She is a angel. I'm telling you, if you have any weddings, you need to inquire with her because she's amazing. She has pretty much done everything for me, like from the beginning to the end, or if she hasn't done it for me, she's at least like helped guide me. But there is so much that you do not think about. Like I got a notification from The Knot, which is a website for planning weddings. And they're like, hey, it's about time for you to book your house for the night of your wedding. And I was like, what? I didn't even like, I didn't even think about like, where, where are Darian and I going to stay after the wedding? You just don't even think about this kind of stuff because you're worried about like the night of yeah. or like the night before or whatever. And so there's just little things. I'm just like, how, how do people do this without a wedding planner? But she's an angel. So it really has not been hard at all because she's perfect. Do you have your dress and everything? I do. You do. I and do. then are you going to vlog the day of your wedding? This isn't something I've thought about because people have asked me that a lot or commented on my videos like, can't wait to see the wedding vlog. We are hiring videographers, so I will have video of the day, but Mm -hmm. I have not decided if I want to vlog. 
I think you gotta understand like blogging is a job and I'm not trying to work on my wedding day I'm no. really not so maybe if I can get my bridesmaids to kind of do it for me and kind of vlog the day that would be fine I haven't decided if I want to do that yet I'll, I'll have to think about that one it's so funny because a lot of like the influencers that i follow recently have either gotten engaged or have gotten married and like i know what the day of their wedding is because they've posted so much about it or they'll put like right. a countdown notification in their bio so i like, constantly refresh and i'm like why aren't they posting anything but at the end of the day it's like it's not about like the subscribers or the fans it's about you guys it's about like you enjoying your day and like putting the camera away. Right. A hundred percent. And like, I don't ever want anyone to think that I am doing anything for content ever. Like yeah. I, I just live my life and if content comes, it comes, but I would never like do any wedding stuff for like content. That is not my intention. And I really want that to be like a holy beautiful day and, and not be about work or any of that. So I, I, I don't know. It would have to be, it, I definitely would not be the one doing it. If I did it, my bridesmaids would probably video some stuff but i haven't decided so do you have all your bridesmaids set in stone yes i've already i've already asked all of them so, so how did you do that because i feel like recently within the last few years that's more of like a bigger thing like creating like a little basket or a box for them being like oh will you stand by my side so how did you do it with your bridesmaids yeah so i got them a little box it came with let me think. I did a vlog on this. So if you guys are really interested in what it looks like, I did a TikTok and vlog on it. So y'all can go back and watch it. But it had a like really cute bubble candle in there. It had a different item for each of them from this boutique that I thought like each of them would like and represented them well. Had this really cool sunscreen in it, mm. so a pair of earrings, some perfume, a bottle of champagne that said like maid of honor or like whatever I had a few other things a, a personalized like note to them oh cute it's very special I think doing that because like to go to the wedding is one thing but to be part of it and like watch everything a first look the whole process of like a dance too is just I think something else you know what I'm saying like I think yeah, it's definitely it's a big honor I can't wait for my friends to get married or for when I get married because then we all can enjoy that but no yes, one, it's, no it's one's had fun. luck yet. No one struck gold. One last question I do want to ask you though about content creation. What is something that you would tell yourself a year ago that you've learned along the way now with being a content creator? Is there something that you would have done differently or is there something that you wish you did sooner? Hmm. Tell myself it's always better to be like the kindest person in the room than feel like you have to prove yourself. You have mm -hmm. nothing to prove. And something I wish I would have done sooner is I really don't know. I, I think I love how everything unfolded and is unfolding. So I really don't think I would change anything. I don't, I don't know if that's like a bad answer, but yeah, I think I just would Not at all. keep it the same and grow when I grow and learn what I, what I learned. So I think, I'll, I think every step along the way was necessary. You got to keep it organic for sure. For sure. Do you have any other exciting videos coming up that everyone can look forward to? So I'm doing Vlogmas. Surprise. Oh my surprise. God. Uh, yeah. So we have a lot coming up in December. I'll have a, a, one video coming out every day of December. So you'll have a lot to look forward to. So, so yeah. is that going to be, so ironically enough, my birthday is Christmas Eve. So is that, <gasps> yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Well, happy birthday. Early birthday. Thank you. So are you doing like every day till the 25th or every day till the 24th? Or have you not decided? I think I'll do every day until the 25th. I'll do, I'll do every day. I'll do, I'll give you 25 videos in December. How do you keep yourself <laughs> organized with your videos and like what you're planning with content? Like, do you have a schedule? Do you keep like a Google calendar? Do you write it out? My notes app is everything to me. Is my it? notes app is practically my assistant. I also do have an assistant. So she takes some things out of my mind so I can really focus on content. Yeah. Just my notes app. I just start like jotting down every single idea or thought or whatever for a video. I'm like, Oh, I want to shop here for a video. I want to do this for a video. I want to do this. Like I want to collab with this for a video, whatever it is. So yeah, my notes app is like my, my bestie. I am so it's glad that we got to chat, but before I truly let you go, why don't you give everybody your little post-grad juicy food for thought, what I love to leave my listeners with, with some beautiful life advice. My life advice is stay true to yourself. Don't worry too much about what people are going to think about you. If you're truly passionate about something, just see it through. It doesn't matter if you are seeing results 
as soon as you do it, just see it through. And I promise if it's something that you're passionate about, people will eventually catch on to it and just stay true to what you love. I love that. And let everyone know where they can find you on social media, on YouTube. And I will also link it in the episode description below. Perfect. Yeah. Instagram and YouTube is just Mackenzie Wilburn. And then TikTok is Mackenzie P. Wilburn. Love that. Well, it was so great chatting with you. Thank you for chatting with me. And I cannot wait to see more of your content and for the beautiful wedding pictures. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I genuinely want to fly to the Carolinas to hang out with Mackenzie. I'm not kidding. She is just so sweet, such a bright light. And you can just tell that she really does value herself off of being so authentic. So I cannot thank her enough for coming on and chatting with me about all things YouTube, content creation, wedding bells. If you guys haven't subscribed to her YouTube channel, TikTok, Instagram, please be sure to go check check out her stuff. It's in the episode description below. But seriously, her content is so fun, so friendly, so comfortable. And I love that I feel like I'm hanging out with a friend rather than watching someone that is putting on a show. She truly is the most authentic version of herself and what you see is what you get. I can't believe we're going to have a whole week off. I am so excited for Thanksgiving. I'm so excited to be with family in person this year because last year, obviously, it was a little different. I can't wait to hear what you guys do for your Thanksgiving plans, your Thanksgiving Eve plans. This is my first as a 21-year-old, which is freaking nuts to me because the year before COVID, I was still 20 and I had a wedding to go to, which was just as fun as going out. Then obviously COVID last year, this is really my time to shine on Thanksgiving Eve, but obviously it's about being with family and I hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving. I'm so thankful for you all. In no time, we will have another episode very, very shortly. In the meantime, while you're getting ready for the holidays, it is the best, best, best time to get your hands on a pre-game game deck, whether it's for a bachelorette party that you're going to in the near future, for when you're going back to school second semester, or if you're just hanging around with friends, getting any of those decks will definitely, definitely brighten up your pregame and not make it as boring as it normally has been with just beer pong and flip cup. Make sure to head on over to their website or their Instagram at the pregame games. It is also linked in the episode description below. Whatever you do choose to get, make sure you use code JJ10 for 10% off your order. Let me know which deck you end up getting. DM me on Instagram at jappyjaws, J-A-P-P-Y-J-A-W-S, as well as my personal account, Lindsay Anya, L-I. N-D-S-A-Y-Y-A-N-Y-A-A and make sure that you are subscribing, reviewing, rating, liking, and pushing that notification bell on so you're notified every single time I upload a brand new episode. You guys, I love you. I'm so thankful for you and I will see you all in two Thursdays. Gobble gobble.